0: On this episode of Aka Education, Justin speaks with the members of Pipeline Vocal Project, the a cappella queens of Alaska. Justin and the ladies of PVP discuss their history, their successes and challenges as a trio, and their vision to bring a cappella education to the state of Alaska. Let's get ready! It's time for some Aka Education. It's
1: the Aka Education the
2: Uncle Education Podcast. Pop educators, you get out of these spots. How to. How to Whoa, The oh, oh, oh. Uncle <inaudible> Education Podcast. Uncle Education Podcast. Uncle Education Podcast. With who? With Justin Glodish. Side up.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Justin Glodish, and welcome to episode 20. Can you believe it? 20 episodes of the Aka Education Podcast, and this week, I'm so excited. I have the acapella queens of Alaska. I have the Pipeline Vocal Project here with me. I have Audrey... Latonio, Molly Diani, and Lisa Hawkins. Ladies, welcome to the Aka Education Podcast this week.
2: Thank you Thank you for having us. We're happy to be here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you haven't heard of these ladies, they have just been voted Anchorage, Alaska's best new band. And there's a little video out there on uh, the TikTok, if you will, uh, that earned them approximately 250,000 new followers just this month. They are on the rise and I'm excited to have them here this week. So Pipeline Vocal Project, um, I'm going to ask Lisa this question. How did you get together? How did this group form?
1: Well, um, we were basically all strangers when this happened. Um, All I knew is that I wanted to get a group together um, with, you know, goals of being professional. And, um, I had been away from Alaska for so long that I didn't have a whole lot of connections here, but I did know Audrey, um, from our, our childhood, we had the same voice teacher and, um, I knew she was still singing. So I was like, okay, I'll start there. Let's see if she's interested. I know she's amazing. Um, and thank goodness she said yes. And she was on board. Um, and then that's kind of where my connections ended. Well, and so I went to the Facebooks and nice put out a post. And um, luckily, multiple people tagged Molly. She reached out to me. And um, the rest is history. But our first rehearsal was more like, hi, nice to meet
0: you. <laughs> right? That's yeah. amazing. That is, that's just mind-blowing. That's that is amazing. And the ability to, to create the music that you do. Like I know for me, when I met my group with the fault line, we were all like thrown into an audition process and we were actually, we had, we lived in an apartment together. That's how we got to know each other. It was like, here guys, you're going to learn about each other. And uh, it was almost like living the boy band life. It was really weird, but um, that's a, a year and a half and having the success that you already have. That's, that's just phenomenal. So Molly, being the the kind of newcomer, um, what was it like coming into a situation where um, your your bandmates already kind of knew each other? What was that like for you?
2: Well, um, Alaska I'd kind of like to joke and say Alaska is a pretty small town so um, I knew Audrey and um, so and so there were some connections already um, and um, it, it didn't feel like an odd man out situation. I think we all kind of connected pretty quickly. Um, and that's been one of my you know, favorite things about being in this group specifically is, um, you know, you're not unfamiliar with the fact that like good chemistry can help even with good blend and, and good performance, good energy. And we definitely had that uh, pretty quickly off the bat. And so it's been pretty smooth sailing on that front.
0: That's awesome. And uh, Audrey, what was it like, um, getting that call from, from Lisa saying, hey, you want to start this? What was that like for you?
3: Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, we, she actually called me or texted me, I believe, and she was like, let's go grab a coffee um, and kind of just catch up. I have this idea and I really want to share it with you. So we talked about it. And I personally haven't had a lot of um, experience as far as acapella went. So this mm-hmm. was my first big acapella gig. and Um, I was super interested just because I feel like it's a whole nother art form, really. Um, So I was super stoked when she told me and then she was like, yeah, I'm looking for another person. And that brought us to Molly. And now here we are.
0: Awesome. You know, it's funny. All all these conversations always start with, hey, let's go grab some coffee. And then (laughs) it becomes, you know, it becomes this this big, hey, I have an idea. And then all of a sudden, here's your idea, you know, 250,000 new followers later, which is awesome. Now you are a trio. And personally, for me, at least being involved in acapella, I noticed I know that the less parts you have, the more challenging it can be sometimes as far as arranging, you know, but um, talking to you and, um, you know, looking at your website, you all do multiple things within this group. It's not like this one person is just the lead or this one person is just the bass, or, you know, you all intertwine and you do it seamlessly. So um, could one of you, uh, maybe Lisa, talk about how the arranging process goes for when you're creating new music um, and making it fit for your trio?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, we do what I like to call horizontal arranging, which is um, singing the arrangement as opposed to writing it out. So we actually don't have any sheet music. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just kind of sing all all of our parts that we want in the song, um, which is basically three tracks because there's three of us, and then uh, send it out to the other members to learn. And um, it is challenging with three uh, because you're kind of setting limitations for yourself, but at the same time, because the idea of three in and of itself is pretty rare in the uh, vocal world, especially the contemporary acapella community, because we like that like big soundscape. But um, we found that and it makes us be more creative in how we can change a song to make it work for us because the human ear really can only differentiate three specific sounds at one time. So we like to kind right. of utilize that and see how creative we can make it. We'll take a really well-known song and put a spin on it that um, people wouldn't have really thought of, and so that's kind of how we make it our own.
0: And what I what I love about this is to is for teachers out there who, you know, have been very timid about you know starting something or not sure if they're going going to have the voices, um, knowing that there is flexibility within parts like for the. Folks that teach out there that are listening, they should realize that you have the ability to say, this student can sing soprano to here, but then they're going to jump to you know vocal percussion on this part. So the percussionist comes in with something, some awesome vocal line, and you have the ability to really um, branch out in the arranging, which is awesome. And I love the, the thought of horizontal arranging um, because that's literally what... Um, I do with my students sometimes and it's what I what I did you know with the fault line we literally eat breakfast in our apartment together and then right what do you want to do? And um, one of the things I love that you do is you change the style of the actual song. Um, you try and make it something new. Um, you catch people by surprise. So um, I want to talk about the video that I think uh, everyone is listening probably knows and that is the awesome <laughs> Andrew sisters version of cardi b's WAP. um so i'll ask uh i'll ask molly this one molly where did the idea come from for that and um what was it like trying to figure out where to to fit everything <laughs> in and i if i'm wrong did you also do a uh, censored version of that or did you just you're like you know what we're going full nine here we're gonna do the whole thing so molly can you can you answer that question for me
2: absolutely i would love to we do virtual telegrams, and um, so basically, what that is, is a service we kind of started really right before COVID, but it worked really well with um, with the situations of, on the pandemic, which were um, you can request a song or take a song from our rep, and we can do a personalized version and send it to a loved one for birthdays, graduations, anniversaries, the like. So I had a coworker um, at, right after WAP came out. I had a coworker who was like, "Hey." molly you know what you guys should do is walk and his name's christian i said christian pay us to do it we would love to <laughs> so he actually he brought in the money and he requested us just for him
0: <laughs> that is amazing My
2: friends, him and his wife um, and they're both they're both characters um, and i was like all right let's do it <laughs> and the thing. The other two are very much on board and all the credit for the style and the arrangement definitely goes to Lisa. She put that together so beautifully. Um, And so then doing it in a 40s style kind of was our way, I would think, I mean, I would think to kind of class it up a little bit. And we did do a censored version. We had some Conversations about how exactly we wanted to approach this because we are um, we are a group that is education and performance based, mm-hmm. and so we didn't want to limit ourselves as far as being kid friendly. So we wanted to put out different versions on different platforms, um, and we did end up doing that. And I don't know, it worked out pretty well for us. Yeah, it, I, video took off.
0: It it definitely yeah. took off. I I think you hit it at the right time too, because the song was, you know, just starting to rise and become even more popular. And then all of a sudden, you know, one Tuesday here comes this, what if the Andrew sisters, you know, and then I, I watched this video. I'm like, yeah, what if, like this is really cool. Like, this is awesome. Um, Audrey, I have to ask you the same question, you know, in terms of, you know, because when I watched the video, your facial expressions, like you have this like sassiness to you, like when you sing it and you really like, I think the performance of the three of you really sells it, but you bring like this energy and sass to the vocal. So what was it like being able to sing something of that nature in a completely different style?
3: I think that the performance aspect of it it just really adds to the whole entire idea that like, okay, this is super inappropriate, but when you listen to it, it actually sounds, you know, it sounds very wholesome and like, oh, this is so innocent. This is nothing, you know? So, you know, the fact that there's a little bit of like facial expressions is like, you know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, so it's just super fun um, to be able to kind of play off of that. Um, And I mean, I've been performing since I was really young. So to really be able to bring that into the video was super fantastic.
0: Awesome. And you said that you take requests and um, I might have a couple before the end of this episode, not going to lie. But you said that you, you take requests, but where does the idea of the different genre come from? Do you test out multiple genres before you decide, yeah, let's go with this one. Like you came up with the Andrew sisters, uh, but you know, for other videos, you did one where um, it was, you did the nanny theme, which was awesome. And then you did um, something that was uh, more of a, like th- grease themed. So where do you, uh, Lisa, where do you come up with the different genres? How do you decide what genre are you are going to morph these songs into?
1: Um, you know, it's really kind of instinct. I don't have like a formula or anything. Um, but what I do know is I like to go for the element of surprise. And, Mm -hmm. um, I know that throw throwing it back to a different decade or a different style is such a great way of, um, doing a popular song, but making it interesting. So people are like, Hey, I know that song, but that's a version that I have never heard before. And, um, I like to kind of go for the two description rule of, um, if we had just performed, for example, WAP as is, we would have just been, Hey, have you seen those girls that performed WAP? which is very vague, right. but saying, mm-hmm. Hey, have you seen those girls who have performed WAP in a 40s style? that's very specific, and there's only one right. video of that out there, so right. um, that's kind of what I like to go for. I like to specialize and kind of really make it unique to us that. You know, no one has ever tried that style or um, Savage in the 50s style was really fun because mm. um, that's also a style that people wouldn't have envisioned Savage to be.
0: Right. And um, a lot of the songs, you know, I've noticed that at least with the music industry today, a lot of the songs that are popular on the charts, um, they're coming from social media. You know, they're coming from those 30 second clips, those 15 second clips that you hear on TikTok, that you hear on Instagram. And you know, not for nothing, I had a conversation with my students this week about music videos and they don't watch music videos. They get their audio, they get their their sound bites from TikTok, from Instagram, from Spotify, from all these different music platforms. So um, do you find that when it comes to making your arrangements as well, you try and push towards those songs that are, you know, that popular or is it really just kind of, you know what? this song popped in my head let's go with that
1: oh absolutely i think we tried to go for what people are listening to um either mm -hmm. now or if it's a classic a really well-known classic um or uh something that was kind of iconic like say single ladies or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll always try to go for something that will be familiar to the general ear
0: right that's awesome and you know listening to your music and listening to the three of you perform i actually um I watched your live performance on Akaville Radio that you had, and I, I was floored with how um, you would go from, you know, you had these beautiful Disney me- uh, medleys and these beautiful Disney songs and the seamless transition from solo to solo to bassline to vocal percussion. Like we, we've already talked about the flexibility that you have. Um, your group, it, it just came to my head. Your group reminds me of um, Moira Smiley. And just the beautiful like arrangements that she's done. Um, she's very, um, very different in the acapella world. But one of the things that she does a lot too is body percussion. And, you know, I see the body percussion and clapping within your videos too. But the vocal percussion part, is that something that all three of you do? Or is that just something that is relegated to one person? Molly, I'll go to you. It's Molly's turn.
2: I can. Uh, <laughs> so... So by far, Lisa is the most familiar with vocal percussion, um, but she very intelligently uh, pretty early on said, we all need to learn that um, because we are a a female trio of three and we need to um, give ourselves as many tools and as many exponential options as possible for our sound Mm -hmm. to be as good as it can be. Um, So it's definitely something that um, I would not claim to be proficient at yet. Um, It's something I'm still learning and have a long way to go but uh, just being able to hop in uh, and do like some beats here or do a little bit of bass boxing here or whatever needs to be done uh, to make sure whoever should would sound best on the solo here or would sound best on bass here um, I think that like obviously creating the best sound is hugely important to all three of us and um, and it's a necessary tool that we need to have in our belt uh, to be able to do that so Lisa definitely has the best the best sounds and the best beatboxing um and so for the majority of the beatboxing portions that we do she does them um but we can each kind of step in and and do a little here and there you know
0: nice yeah it's, it's important to have those skills especially um because you had said you know one of your goals and one of your visions um as this group is to promote the uh, promote education, you know, acapella education to, um, anyone, you know, to, to children, to adults alike in Alaska, because as Lisa had said, there really hasn't been a market for acapella music there. Now mm-hmm. I know that, um, since March of this year, you know, COVID has really put a wrench in things for a lot of people. So, um, out of curiosity, how are you approaching work, workshopping with groups if you aren't able to be with them physically?
3: So we haven't really had a lot of opportunities as far as workshops go um, in person. But when we are a part of like a few festivals, sometimes they ask us to do a little bit of workshopping. So we do that virtually and that's basically the only thing that we can really offer as of right now. Um, But I feel like when COVID kind of, you know, starts to settle down a little right. bit, um, I know that we'll be getting a lot of opportunities and people knocking at our door, basically asking for a little bit more of um, the exposure to this type of music, especially in Alaska, because there's just nothing really going on um, as far as the acapella industry goes.
0: You know, I think that you'll be able to get a lot of gigs and a lot of traction in, you know in your gigs when all of this kind of starts dissipating because as you said there's really no one like you out there and to be able to promote all across the state and really get people on board with this you know um you know i've i've been told you know alaskan um the the choral programs are top notch you know and it's but it's really focused on the classical literature. It's its more in the classically trained uh, voices and not really this contemporary focus, this contemporary feel. And um, I know that there's usually two trains of thought as to, especially in a choral program, you know, we focus on the classical stuff. And and some people are like, you know, what you got to go, you got to mix it up because there's all different genres out there. There's all different styles and you really need to promote all those different styles. So I mean, I think I know the answer. If I asked, well, which side are you you all on? I think I know which one you'll say. Um, but is is that true? Like in Alaska, it's really focused on that classically train the classical training of singing.
1: Um, it, I would say in the choral uh, programs in our school district, I would say yes. Um, I think they are trying to do more popular songs, but it's tr- it's uh, more of like a pop chorus as opposed to contemporary acapella. I feel like those are mm. two very different things. Okay. Um, and I think the majority of that is is driven by um, educators here being afraid of teaching beatboxing because they don't know how. Um, and that's, that's kind of common across the the entire country, but especially up here where our mm-hmm. um, average age of the music teacher is a, a little higher. Um, but I, I think that mm-hmm. is the main driver. Yeah. The, the vocal percussion. Right.
0: You know, it, it's funny that you say that because I remember, see, this is going to age myself here. Um, when I was a kid, I, I watched this show called Where in the World is Carmen Diego? And Rocka- yeah! so Rockapella was my, my first exposure to acapella music but I remember like the first four seasons Jeff Thatcher wasn't there it was just the four basically this doo group and you know you had Barry Carl singing this silky bass and he was basically all the percussion that you needed and then you know Jeff you know who I believe he actually was one of the founding members of five o'clock shadow out in Boston because uh, he was a Berkeley student um, he comes into acapella the rest is history and now there's vocal percussion so um, I think for any teacher out there who's who, always, who thinks that vocal percussion is needed, it's, it's really not. It's cool to have, but there's so many things that you can really do to make a successful acapella group without the vocal percussion. So Alaska teachers out there, if you're listening, <laughs> don't let vocal percussion deter you from doing acapella. Lisa said so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My senior year, we did a little set. We did a set of acapella stuff. So maybe the culture's starting to change, um, but we want to speed it up a little bit, you
0: know. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, I I'm curious because um, I know that for for Lisa, this is something you've been doing for you know for quite a while. You you were involved in college, and Audrey and Molly, you both said that you, this really wasn't um, your you weren't really involved with it as much until you, you started with pipeline or PVP as, as you call it. Um, so who were some of the influences um, that you listen to? I mean, acapella wise to really kind of get your ear into the genre, you know, who are some artists that you could suggest or recommend to um, teachers out there to kind of get their feet wet? Um, I'll start with Audrey. I'll start with you.
3: I think the big one here is Pentatonics. They're super mainstream and um, well-known. So they're definitely someone that I look up to personally just because they've come such a long way. Um, Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they're doing, I feel like they they can pretty much do anything, a little bit of pop, a little bit of, you know, ballady type things. Um, So just to be able to be very, very versatile is something that I feel like we're striving for as well.
0: Mm -hmm. you know a a lot of people don't realize it but they actually started as a trio you know those three upper voices they all went to high school together and there was a viral video of them singing telephone by lady gaga at their school concert and then from there they kind of morphed into what is now pentatonix but they were all a trio before they added a bass and vocal percussion so just letting everybody know all right so molly what about you
2: Well, I've had some exposure. I've been in a college, like my college acapella group at uh, UAA before starting. I've been in there for a couple of years. Um, I would say I didn't know much about like the acapella industry Mm. outside of that. Um, I think think the main group I'd say we probably... I would identify with and love their music is Citizen queen, of course. Um, they're so talented and it's uh, it's great to see uh, a group of five such talented women mm-hmm. uh, creating cool stuff. I think that there's um, there's an overlap with like my taste in music and some of the stuff that they put out, Everybody Business, which is one of the songs they came out with recently. I love that song. It was in my top five. I oh, yeah. <laughs> played songs on Spotify this year. Yes. Uh, so it's cool to see music that I listen to, like um, they did a Tiara Wack medley and I think she's so fun and different and weird and I love it. And I love that they, uh, that they chose someone a little more underground, although she's not underground anymore. Mm. But uh, to do a medley like that, I thought was so cool. That's... So I'd say a great like way to dip your toes in with me.
0: Citizen Queen, absolutely, I agree. Um, Lisa, what about you?
2: Um, I would say
1: for educators who are looking for uh, um, a cappella groups um, or, op- yeah, a cappella groups to listen to that may not always require a whole lot of percussion, is The Real Group. I love The Real Group. Yes. Um, Swingle Singer, although they are quite advanced.
0: They are, yeah. <laughs> They're amazing.
1: <laughs> but uh, I would say our group takes a lot of in- inspiration from Freedom's Boombox, who's also a trio. Um, and um, they are also great if you if you like acapella trios
0: <laughs> yeah i love the real group i love the swingle singers actually one of the members of the group is from new york he actually he's from long island he's in there now one of their primary arrangers too but um john smith john smith yeah, yeah. phenomenal i uh i met john when he was in college singing for university of delaware he came to uh, my county uh, with his college group to do an acapella festival And I didn't know it until, I don't know, like eight years later, when he was finally singing with when he's singing with the Swingles. I'm like, he looks familiar. And then I actually have video of it. It's crazy. Um, So these are all great groups that I think people should really check out Citizen Queen, Pentatonix, the real group and the real group um, and the Swingles, you, you say they're more advanced, but you know, they're also more along the, the vocal jazz realm, which I know that yeah. a lot of, lot of teachers also try and attack as well. So those are two groups that would really, if you have more advanced singers, to check out Swingle Singers and the real group, absolutely. Um, now, before we go, um, is I know that you have, uh, every Tuesday, you release something new. And um, I'm curious as to what you have on deck, um, if you're allowed to share. And two, um, I would love to give you the opportunity to promote yourselves even more. Where can we find you and um, is there an album on the way?
2: Well, we do have a couple pretty great uh, Christmas Tuesdays in the works. Um, we do love to listen to our comments and I think there's been an, uh, an overwhelming request for um, a little bit of Hamilton content, a little bit of uh, K-pop content. So oh, nice. those might be, might be coming down the chute soon.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And where can, uh, where can we find all of you?
2: Uh. You can find
3: us on all of your social media platforms. So we have Facebook, we have Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, of course, TikTok, and you can find us all at pipeline vocal project. And you can also explore our website pipeline vocal where you can find um, any upcoming gigs that are coming. And also, Order your virtual telegram
0: Yes, actually, you know what? Tell us more about this virtual uh, telegram program that you are offering.
3: Yeah. yeah, so basically with the telegrams, we give... Our audience a an option of whether they want to choose a song from our roster or they can have a custom arrangement, which we obviously charge a little bit more for. Um, and then from there, we make our video and then we send it to whoever you'd like um, with a personal message, if that is what you wish. And that is the whole spiel with the personal. That, programs. Is, that is awesome. Um,
0: that like that like takes me back. That takes me back to high school with uh, our singing telegrams for every every Valentine's Day and <laughs> yeah. so but I, I love I love that idea, especially in a time like now, being able to, you know, still find creative ways to get out there and and perform. So I had one last question and it actually had to do with um your arrangements. I know that you said you do horizontal arranging, but um are your arrangements available in any way for purchase?
1: Um, not currently. One, because we don't have sheet to th- music to them. Mm-hmm. Two, in order to sell them, we'd have to go through some legal publishing right. stuff, which we haven't really talked about yet, but not totally out of the question. Mm-hmm. I think if we uh, got a lot of um, requests for that, that's definitely something we are open to exploring. Mm. Um, we just, I have not yet.
2: <laughs> I, I think
0: one of the things that is awesome about your arrangements is that they they feel accessible. Like they feel like that they can be done um, in a high school setting. They can be done, you know, in you know, three friends, you know, three friends hanging out and be like, you know, what let's try this. Um, and I think that would be awesome to be able to, you know, get a copy of any of your arrangements because they're they're beautifully done and just the way that they intertwine. Um, you have to, you know, it really builds the musicianship uh, of the individuals uh, who are performing it. So um, when that happens, please let me know, because I would totally <laughs> be interested in, uh, in purchasing some arrangements for my students. So um,
1: absolutely, ladies,
0: you know, really, I know I said last question like three times, but for real this time, um, would you possibly be interested in performing a little something before we go? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sweet. We put the single single, and worry about no ring on my finger, so you can tell your friend.
2: Shoot your shot when you see him It's okay He already in my D.E.R. Why am till they do-rap, gotta do-rap, be do-rap, Don't take me, tell it straight do-rap, do-rap, to my face Fresh photos with, with, with the bomb the lighting New have on the
0: Minnesota Vikings True things made it something more exciting shoo ba do ba 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 dum Oh man, that was amazing. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Pipeline Vocal Project, the Acapella Queens of Alaska. You need to check them out on all of those accounts that they mentioned. Um, We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Aka Education Podcast. Listen, everybody, I have to say these last five months Bringing you episodes week in and week out has been such a pleasure. It's been this has been a passion project of mine for for quite some time, and I'm glad that I'm able to actually do it and share it and have you all listening to it. I hope you've gained more knowledge. I know that I have. I've met new people. I've I've learned so much, and I'm hoping 2021 brings the same. With that being said, I'm looking to make things bigger in 2021, and I could use your help. If you go to my anchor website anchor.fm slash podcast, and you click on support you can become a monthly supporter of the aka education podcast you can choose between 99 cents a month 4.99 a month or 9.99 a month totally up to you but what your contribution will bring is the opportunity for me to bring in some more guests to actually bring out merchandise for all of you to have more contests to be able to make this podcast and this experience more interactive for you another way that we can make it more interactive is if you actually go to that anchor website there is also a link that says messages and you can click on that link and you can leave me a voice message telling me what you think about the podcast good or bad uh, asking any questions giving me um, episode suggestions what to talk about whatever you feel like spilling you can throw into that message, into those messages. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this podcast a success for me. And thank you to every guest that I've had so far this year and who I'm going to have for the rest of this year. And I'm looking forward to 2021. So please consider making a monthly donation and becoming a supporter of the ACA Education Podcast. Again, that website is anchor.fm slash Ed Podcast and click on support. And that will do it for episode 20 of the Aka Education Podcast. I want to thank Lisa, Molly, and Audrey of Pipeline Vocal Project from Alaska for joining us this week. Be sure to check out the links in our episode description for resources that we discussed in today's podcast. Check us out on social media, Akka Ed Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Be sure, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified when a new episode is posted every week. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music Podcasts, and we're also on Anchor. You can also now check us out on Akkaville Radio, akkaville.org. Feel like donating to support this podcast? Check out the link in the episode description for more information. And last, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the podcast, be sure to email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Justin Glodish. I'll see you soon.